Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Conversations with T. I'm your host, T herself, and I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Kiana Akil, also known as Coach Key. How are you today, Coach? Alhamdulillah, I am doing very well. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Thank you for asking. So no problem. Before we start, before we start our discussion, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, so as mentioned, my name is Kiana Kill, but I go by Coach Key on social media because I am a healing and self-development life coach. Um, outside of that, I'm American-born. I am Caribbean um, ethnicity. I love French fries. I like to have really um, stimulating conversations. I'm newly, I'm a newlywed, and yeah, it's pretty much all about me. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. So you did mention to me previously that you were on a social media break. How's that coming along? Honestly, it feels awesome. I thought that the transition from being on social media every single day, all day, even for my business, um, that it would be very difficult to take that hiatus. But I think I've been suppressing the resistance for so long that my body was really telling me like, lean into this resistance. Mm. Stop assuming that taking a break from social media is going to prevent you from being successful. All that does is just spark creativity and how to be successful by not putting all my eggs into the social media basket, but it's felt great. And it's kind of been a scary great because I think every couple of days, it's been two weeks since I've been off social media. I'm going into the third week. Mm -hmm. um, I've asked myself a few times, is this really the retirement that I've been, you know, desiring? Am I even interested in going back? And it's funny because I was just watching a video before we jumped on this, on this call about the metaverse. And I was thinking like, that's the next biggest thing. Am I ready to like get off social media so that I don't even con con concern myself with this new virtual reality world? So alhamdulillah, I'm enjoying it. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Social media, it's, I mean, I think pretty much most, if not everyone would agree with me that it's a very fake world, right? All the glamour, right. the glitz, the, the glitz, it's all a facade. It's almost as if we enter, enter into a completely different universe after we tap our Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and TikTok, TikTok apps on our phones, right? Right, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I noticed that um, when I was preparing for our, our recording, I was thinking about all the different social media apps that I had been on. And mm -hmm. of them all, Instagram, I would say, is the one that really sticks out to me as having that curated um, facade of how perfect or good someone's life is assumed to be. When I was in the AOL chat rooms, Yahoo chat rooms and other websites, and even on MySpace, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had to show up as this fake version of myself. I felt that if anything, my rawness, my truth was um, enabling me to build virtual relationships with people. And I realized that 
social media, especially now, mm-hmm. is a form of currency. It's a form of social currency. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, I don't know what it is about it, but it really taxes the psyche. Facebook doesn't stress me out. Um, when I was on MySpace, it didn't stress me out. I created my own world, so to speak, on MySpace. Mm-hmm. But with Instagram, and I think the access, I think what it is, is with Instagram, you're bombarded by things that are outside of your interests as well. Mm-hmm. That explore tab puts right. into your face things that you naturally wouldn't gravitate to. Uh-huh. Um, so that creates that um, access to a whole, to multiple worlds. Mm-hmm. And as you get caught up in that scrolling, that's when you start to, you know, critique yourself and question yourself and start to nitpick your reality. And I think that's why maybe Instagram's like one of the top tier um, platforms mm-hmm. that really show that fakeness of life. I also, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say that I do feel the same way. I personally don't think Twitter or Facebook are as addicting as Instagram. I'm not sure about TikTok because I have never used it before. Are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok right now. I've had two accounts on TikTok and they I've kept them, I would say, no more than six months. Definitely more than probably a month, but no more than six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I never enjoyed TikTok for the dancing um, oh. that we know TikTok to be, but I will say that because people have short attention spans, there's an ability on TikTok to create that cliffhanger approach where you keep coming back to particular accounts um, because you want to kind of stay up to speed what's going on. For example, now TikTok used to have it where it was like, I think 15 to 60 seconds. I think now they've expanded their videos to up to three minutes. Mm-hmm. And there was this one particular account that I did not follow this woman, but I guess because of the algorithm algorithm of me looking at her, her post, she kept coming to me and she spends a lot of her TikToks talking about her daughter's um, mysterious death and what she think happened. And it's literally like part one, part two, part three. And people literally are coming back to hear this very long story time because they have invested themselves into what happened to this woman's daughter. And I think that those part ones and part twos, those series, that really attracts people on, on TikTok. And that's what got used to get to me until I said, you know what, I'm on my phone too much and I deleted it. That sounds kind of scary. Um... Social media, I mean, I wouldn't say it's something that's completely bad. I mean, it does have its advantages. For example, um, it's a really great place for learning new things and um, meeting new people. Although you have to be really careful about that because not everyone is what they seem online. They could be a completely different person behind closed doors. And, And social media is fun. I'll admit that it's fun to it's. It's a very fun thing to use, but I would say that it does have the potential to to really damage some to to really damage someone's mental health. I mean, there have been studies that showed uh, correlations between heavy social media usage and certain mental health disorders such as anxiety, depression, and even suicide ideation. Now, someone may now someone may ask if social media can 
can damage someone to that extent, then why can't they just stop using it? It's it's simple, right? I would argue though that it's easier said that done, than done for some people. The ways, I mean, social media it can damage, it can it can mess up our brain's reward centers, particularly dopamine. Every time we every time we get a like, a sh or or if someone shares our content or says something, um, says says something positive dopamine gets released and because it feels so rewarding and good we'd want more of it we keep doing this until our brain gets wired to um go for that thing which triggered our dopamine release so that's how mm -hmm. people get addicted to social media and there were other studies that showed that that showed brain scans of social media addicts and their brains looked similar to that of drug and gam and gambling addicts and that's just crazy Oh. Something that I've been discovering lately about <clears throat> social media, more explicitly about Facebook, which Facebook did purchase WhatsApp, they've purchased Instagram. So now when I think about Instagram, I no longer think about it how it was when I was in college. I now see it as, you know, being a part of, of the Facebook umbrella. But I remember when I was at, at my job back mm -hmm. in 2018, a friend of mine sent me a video mm -hmm. about this um this plot to be able to take technology and recreate the human psyche, the human conscience. Mm -hmm. And I actually see that playing out in different and in, in the uses of algorithms and um, how they are able to uh, get data from us, from our phones and our in the apps that we use, mm -hmm. um, because there are many times where we may have a thought about something and we go on our phone or we go on social media and we like literally see that ad or something popping up. Mm -hmm. So I now, I used to think the same thing, like, man, why is this thing so addictive? It should be so easy for me to tap off. But I now realize now that yeah. the addiction is intentional. The exactly. way the algorithms are set up, it's all intentional for us right. to, yeah. to be addicted. And another thing, last thing I'll say is social media. Another reason why I think it's so addicting addictive is because it taps into the empty parts of ourselves that dopamine you're talking about if i don't feel like i'm valuable purposeful right. sufficient loved liked whatever in my in in the real world mm. strangers on social media giving me that like giving me that comment and jumping on my live um wanting to be my friend even if they live in a in across the globe that's going to fill a void that I want to constantly attract and go after that I can't get in my personal life. And that's that's yeah. the sad part about social media is it taps into our feeling of inadequacy. I mean, it's gotten so bad that, I mean, it wouldn't come off as a surprise to see two siblings sitting on the same sofa, but they're not speaking to each other and they're just using their phones and right it's absurd i mean they're right next to each other they could just talk about something right right you would think so i yeah. mean it's, it's gotten to the point where we can't even you know enjoy idle space and time like people can't sit still the the noise of silence bothers them so much that they have to pull out their phone and idly scroll or taking a trip you know, there are people who can't just enjoy the scenery or just having conversation or just accepting the fact that maybe you and that passenger don't have anything to talk about. So they just, you know, busy themselves with their phones at dinner, like the phone. I think even like I know we're talking about social media, 
But mm-hmm. I've realized even with my break from social media, that because social media is on the phone, I'm now working to um, create limits with how often I just pick up my phone because I noticed that there is an ease of addiction with social media on the phone versus on the desktop. I don't spend that much time on Instagram on my laptop as mm-hmm. I do my phone. The experience isn't the same, which is very Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. I mean, I wonder if there... Yeah, I wonder if there are studies that actually um, investigated that to see if Me too. And that would be pretty interesting to know. And I don't I um even though I do use Facebook and Twitter on my laptop, I would usually I wouldn't be in either of those um in either of those sites for more than five minutes, usually speaking. Mm-hmm. And even when I log into Instagram um on my laptop i i i would still say that i um i use my phone more for using that app more so than my laptop Mm -hmm. something that you just made me think about when you were talking about the the siblings sitting beside each other i realized something very unique about social media when it comes to people that you actually know you know we were talking about the use of social social media when it comes to like meeting virtual strangers Right. But I've realized that with people I know in real life, I actually observe. I am an audience for them, watching them really curate a life that I know they don't live in real life emotionally. Like I know that they are going through something, but they show up on social media as if their life is 10 times better than what they're going through. They dress in ways that make them appear. Yeah, like that's wow. I didn't even like I kind of peeped it. And I was like, hmm, okay. But yeah, like that goes into that illusion and that facade of social media that we're even comfortable frauding, knowing that people know us in real life, work with us, live with us, are related to us. And we still say, you know what, I don't care. I don't care that they know my life is really like, I'm still going to show up to the people who don't and come off like this person that's this, that, and the third. Doesn't that make, wouldn't that make someone a more anxious individual? What do you think? I I think it would. I think it would because for me personally, I'm very conscientious and I guess it can also fall into the umbrella of anxiety, but I'm also very conscientious about how I was showing up on social media, especially on my business account as a life coach, because I'm very private about you know, things that I go through. Uh, I think naturally people who are always helping other people, they they keep the things that are bothering them within. But for the people that did know my upbringing or, you know, what I, the adversities I experienced or what I was currently going through, like I made sure that not just for them, but for me, that I wasn't coming on social media as this guru, as this extreme expert that has completely annihilated her problems. If anything, knowing that there were people that I know in real life and have gone through things with are on my account just as much as strangers, mm. it pushed me to show up authentically. Mm. Yeah, but that would def- I think that would definitely give a person anxiety if they know that their spouse clearly sees them in their best times and in their worst times. But here they're showing up on social media as if they are this amazing influencer. Yeah. And the thing is, in social media, people show you what they want to show you. I mean, right. you personally know 
who would I don't know rec uh rec record um record themselves having a huge argument with their spouse or uh or announce to the entire world world that their doctor told them that they have cancer they're gonna die in 24 hours I mean who does that right yeah yeah I also think that <clears throat> social media allows people to feel comfortable having a negative experience with the world um I was told uh, in, in American society during the Great Depression when the economical system crashed mm -hmm. that um, during that really hard time for the American people, they came up with, uh, this is before TV, so they were using radios as entertainment. Mm -hmm. They had um, pretty much these dramas that we call soap, uh, soap operas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And soap operas are still on TV to this day, but the basis of soap operas were these dramas that could get the American people's mind off of how sucky their life was right now. Poverty, mm -hmm. being broke, being stressed out. Mm -hmm. I literally see from YouTube to Facebook to just social media in general, that when people well-liked are perpetuating drama, whether it's celebrities, influencers, whatever, when mm. they are sharing their drama on their platform, people really engage yeah. and invest in that. And you see people fighting in the comments about, I think this, about, and you don't know her this. And it's like, you would think these people knew them. About very useless matters. They just- Right, very frivolous. Yeah. Social- I, and do you think that social media is making us less productive? I mean, less productive. I think, I think when it comes to, I think, I know, right? it's not even a thought I know. I know that social media plays a part in our productivity and our attention span. Oh yeah. Because we like things that are shortened as far as how we absorb Mm -hmm. It's affecting how we go after and um, trust the process in general. Right. Everything on social media tends to be like a microwave. Mm -hmm. And we actually try to do that in, in, our, in our real life. I remember being at my job in my cubicle. Mm -hmm. It's nothing wrong with taking breaks from screen time. Like if you're staying at a screen for eight hours, it's really going to zap your brain cells. So uh, you want to, you know, get up, walk around. But it was kind of like I would be on the computer for a couple of minutes, pick my phone up, scroll, 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 put the phone down, do, 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 and scroll, scroll, scroll. So it's like, yeah, it definitely does affect our productivity because we have to, it's like in our mind, we are wired now where we have to immediately respond to that notification or we have to immediately check our feed. It's like... And the crazy thing about it is, is that while we are all aware of it, we're so we lack the inability to really implement changing. It's like we are stuck. Yeah, we know that social media can be bad for us, but we're so, but we're so addicted. We're not putting in the effort to really implement the changes that we need. Yeah, it's 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 intense, and I noticed. Um, when my grandfather passed away, um, like my, my siblings, different family members, they had, you know, announced it on Facebook, posted pictures with my grandfather when he was sick and when he was well, and people flocked to them to give them condolences. Yeah. And I, I found myself chuckling 
because I didn't post a status. I didn't say, hey, Facebook family, friends, uh, my grandfather uh, passed away. I didn't post any pictures. I didn't do anything. And I didn't get virtual condolences. Mm-hmm. And I thought we are in a place now where we put so much of our personal life on yeah. social media that why should people pick up the phone and call you and check and see how you're doing when they can silently watch what you choose to put in social on social media so they can keep tabs with you? I've seen how relationships, I've realized relationships that I thought were important to me mm-hmm. really aren't as significant as I thought they were because when I removed using social media, not even deactivating accounts, but just removing my usage of the social media, mm-hmm. no one knew what was going on with me and no one seemed to you know, check with me. I was the one checking. So and it's even affecting our relationships. And one thing which I find kind of strange is when, when you go off of social media for a while, people start, some people may start thinking, oh, something must have happened. Is she okay? What? Mm-hmm. What's going on? She hasn't been active for a while. And they start making these assumptions, right? Right. You're dead, sick, something. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is really, really true. Because um, even with my break, I happen to just log on a week later just to see if anyone DM me so I can just redirect them to sending me an email um, because I'm on hiatus. I thought that... Did um, someone yeah, go on. What'd you say? Did someone actually ask you about your whereabouts or did they ask something fun? One person did, but she actually has my phone number. So oh. she ended up sending me a text message. She was like, you know, um, I haven't really seen you post. I uh, mm-hmm. miss seeing you come across my timeline. And that's when I informed her um, of my whereabouts. But no, I don't have any DMs now about um, like, hey, are you okay? Because like in my mind, I anticipated that if people were concerned about, you know, where I am, that they would check my feed first and say, let's see when the last time she posts. And the, my, my last post is talking about me taking a much needed mental break from mm-hmm. social media. So I assume that if they were concerned about, mm-hmm. you know, where I am, that, and, you know, inshallah, God willing, that would, they would go and see my last post and then they would be informed that I'm just taking a break. So as you're taking as you're taking your break, did you did you notice any changes in your productivity, or was it the same as before? Honestly, it was the same as before. Really, and the reason why it was the same as before is mm-hmm. because my relationship with social media was literally from the time I woke up. I would grab my phone, look at notifications, either create content or consume content Mm. up until it was time for me to go to sleep. Mm. So, and then also, as mentioned, I was predominantly using social media to build a brand, to build a community. Um, So God willing, I could attract clients. So now that I don't have to focus on what social media content to create for social media Mm. um it kind of I had to remind myself that I do have other things that I can do not so much for my coaching business but for my brain in general so I have a podcast Mm -hmm. that I took a break from I have a YouTube channel that I don't consistently 
um, create content for. And it's funny that we're talking about this because I took out a sheet of paper this morning and created a podcast to-do list. And I said, you know, why I have this free time, why I have this mental clarity, I can really start evaluating, you know, do I want to get back into my podcast? What do I want, what do I want to do with my YouTube channel? Um, do I still want to, you know, pursue online, an online business? Um, yeah, so I would say productivity of actually doing it, it hasn't changed. But mm-hmm. as far as, um, and another thing too, I moved to a new city in a new state. And oh. because of COVID and me just not knowing anybody, I spent a lot of time at home. And so I, I know that I was using my phone and social media to just get through the day. And I was crying to my husband the other day about just really feeling like I don't belong and I don't have this sense of structure. And so that crying put a battery in my back to start, you know, really curating how do I want to create purpose, even though I don't have friends, I'm currently not working. So actually today I'm going to go to the library, but yeah, like my addiction, my attachment to social media was sadly my productivity and removing it. It's like, I have to get reacclimated with living in real time, enjoying real time experience. And one thing I've been doing is I started, I I, like, I'm reading a book and holding myself accountable to getting through that book. I, I also wanted to mention something else. Um, like this, I think we touched upon this topic a bit earlier. When people, when some people are alone and and they can't even spend five minutes just practicing solitude, they just have to uh, go with their phone and go to Instagram or whatever to just keep themselves occupied. Do you think that's because they don't want to face their reality? Like they act like like actually facing their like like actually facing who they are, like? I think that it's twofold. I think that for those who really are having a difficulty facing the aspects of life that they don't like, that they are gonna use uh, avoidant coping, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just spending a lot of time on social media or watching YouTube or whatever, um, they're gonna do that. I can escape. But I also also think, what you say? Oh, I just mentioned it's sort of like an escape from reality. Right. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely escapism. But on the other side, I also see that depending on the society that you're raised in, Western society for sure pushes productivity. Like mm-hmm. resting is seen as being lazy. You will find that when people, that there are companies that give their employees paid time off. Mm-hmm. And people will still not take paid time off to do things with family, to give mm-hmm. themselves a mental health day. So always being on the go and always doing is like pushed in, in Western mm-hmm. society. So to be able to sit at, at my desk and get lost and looking out the window at nature, that's very rare for some people. That drives them crazy. They're like, I got to be doing something. And so they will pick up the phone and then just scroll. So I think it's really twofold for the people that are trying to escape and for the people that really just 
feel like they are compelled to do something. And mm-hmm. so they have to pick up that device to feel calm. It's kind of like an anxious thing. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like with my grandmother, my grandmother works a full-time job and a part-time job Monday through Sunday. Wow. And well, she works full-time Monday through Friday and part-time Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. When I used to live with her, I very rarely saw my grandmother sleeping in in the morning. Like she was always on the go. And I'm thinking this woman is in her 60s. I would think that she would be like, you know what? I'm done with being in the streets all the time. I'm going to rest. But even she is consumed in the go, 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 go. She can't sit still. Sitting still for her gives her anxiety. So, I mean, we have have to draw the line. Productivity is good. No doubt about that. But Mm -hmm. go extreme. We can't. We can't be too productive, neither can we be a bum. We have to, right. you have to be balanced, be in the middle. Right. Yeah. And you know what, being Muslim, you know, being Muslim, we understand that um, our bodies have rights over us. And that's something that I tell my grandmother. Mm-hmm. There is balance in everything that you're doing. There's balance in how you work. There's balance in how you are, you know, a resource to because her mother is still alive. And so there's resource to how she helps her elderly mother. And she has a daughter who also has um has a disability and doesn't drive and stuff like that. So she mm. finds herself being in between those two. And I tell her all the time, you have to let your body have its rights because if you continue to keep going and going and going, and even when I noticed for myself with being on social media and how it was affecting my brain and my headaches and stuff like that, your body is going to shut down on you. And it was getting to the point for me, and I'm segueing into social media again, the way that social media was really affecting me mentally, not just as far as mental health, but just like the physiology of my, this area, my, my head. Mm-hmm. I knew that I needed to take a break because I was feeling exhausted and all I was oh, yeah, doing was totally sitting awful. in the bed scrolling. That wow. Burnouts are real. They're not a joke. Yes. And it's definitely not a nice feeling, right? No. No, it's not because it was it's like I'm I was using the phone for something that I deemed productive. But because I was not giving myself a break to do something else and give my followers an opportunity to absorb the content I was creating, like I was like back to back, back to back, back to back. I was like, wow, I'm exhausted. And I started to implement like one day a week, I'm not going to be on social media. And that like helped or whatnot. But yeah. Something so fun, you you um you you it, spend too much time with this. It's gonna have it, a negative impact. It's crazy. Okay, Coach Key, I think I'm gonna call it a day. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you have a great day. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much. Wa alaikum assalam.